So I was talking to um, Liam this morning. And so I love, as a pastor and, and as, a, as a young father, who we established is getting older, the young father who's getting older, I love talking to my kids about ministry. I just love it. I love, I love, I love talking to my kids about ministry. We were talking this morning, we were up here yesterday vacuuming, cleaning from our Christmas Eve service, and I had to study some yesterday, and, and we knew that the, you know, people were going to be traveling and out of town and maybe sick or just exhausted or full of candy, whatever your situation is. We knew that we were going to be cut in half today, and my son looked at me and said, hey, Dad, do you just wish that you kind of got to stay at home today? You kind of wish you didn't have to study or vacuum, or do you wish that you could just kind of stay in your pajamas the day after Today after Christmas, I said, buddy, hey, listen, it does not matter what the day is, sheep are still hungry. Sheep still got to eat. And so like Christmas Eve service, when we bring chairs in here and there, people are sitting in laps and that is easy to be encouraged. And I was like, that is an awful, that's an awesome time. Man, I left on a high, just excited about our Christmas Eve service, but I was just as excited to be here with you this morning as I was then. So thank you for being hungry. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to worship with us. Turn to James 1. Turn to James 1. With it being the end of the year, our Lord's Supper, we are going to look back as we move forward. We are going to look back while we move forward. Near the end of our time together, our focus is going to be on the Lord's Supper. We'll be in 1 Corinthians at some point near the end, but I'm going to have you in, in James 1 the whole time, okay? Now, all throughout the Bible, if you're a note taker, I'd love for you to write this down. What has God shown me? Brent was alluding to this in his prayer, and his time during worship, what has God shown me in 2021? If you are a believer, if you are saved, if you believe that God is sovereign and his hand is in all things of your life, nothing is by coincidence, nothing is by chance, God is never on the defense, always on the offense, what has God shown you in 2021? Now, all throughout Scripture, God's Word encourages reflection. All throughout God's Word. All throughout Scripture, from the Old Testament to the New, God's Word constantly points towards you and I looking back at our life, reflecting on who God is and what He has shown us. What has He shown us and said to us through His Word? The Bible speaks of that constantly. In the Lord's Supper, Paul says, let a man what? examine himself, examine his life. Why? Because reflection leads to worship. Reflection leads to repentance. We are called to look back at our life. We're not called to carry demons. We're going to talk about this. So for some of you guys, you are 20, 30, 40, 90 years old, and you have lived a life carrying demons and skeletons that the Lord has forgiven you. That is not what the Bible teaches, but the Bible does teach to look back on your life. Why? Because it leads to worship. It leads to repentance. 
in this little space at the end of the year. I was praying because I knew our climate. I knew your minds. I knew your kids today. We were singing and my girls were throwing hymnals at each other, right? Like I knew where we were gonna be today. And I said, God, what would you have? We're out of Christmas. We're going into Exodus. We got this one little space. Where would you have us? What has God shown me in 2021? This little space at the end of December and the beginning of January serves as a great mirror, doesn't it? I don't know if your mind works that way. I'm not even talking about being a goal setter, New Year's resolution, but at the end of the year, does your mind kind of reflect back to the year that you've been in and and also looking forward to the year that you're going into? And so as we go into our Lord's Supper today, repenting of our sins and celebrating for forgiveness, just look at what James says in verse 19, just one verse, get those highlighters out, please. Just one verse, look at 19. Kiddos, have your Bibles open. So then, my brothers, my beloved brothers, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak. Now, I've spoken on this a few times, and I'm sure you've read this, and it's put on a lot of coffee mugs and bumper stickers and T-shirts, but when we read that verse, it has been taught many times out of context read many times out of context. We often read this as this just wonderful earthly advice of like men, like women, children, like be quick to listen. Don't always come with an opinion. Don't always come with what's right. Like at every once in a while, keep your mouth closed and listen. Don't be so quick to talk. And even though that is pretty wise earthly advice, that's not what James is talking about, is it? We're going to read the whole chapter or most of the chapter of chapter one. What James is talking about is hearing God. It is talking about examining our life and seeing what God is doing and in all things that God does in the mountaintop and the trenches of your life, God is speaking. God is working. God is growing. God is correcting. What has God shown you in 2021? What have you heard in his word? How have you grown this year? Let me ask you, Christian, if you're not a believer, I'm not talking to you. If you're a believer, if you put your profession of faith in Christ, in Christ alone, for what he has accomplished on the cross through his son for you, if you are that individual, you should be able to communicate what God is doing in your life. How is the Holy Spirit moving? You know, I've talked and I've spent time with some phenomenally brilliant individuals concerning God's word. And you know, one question that I seem to stump everyone with at times is just, what is the Holy Spirit doing in your life? I've talked to people who know so much more than me concerning this book. They can recite scripture from every book. They can tell you the inner workings of all things. What is the Holy Spirit doing? doing in your life? I have no idea. What do you mean by that? What is God showing you? How is he growing you? What's making sense right now in his word? Would you be able to communicate that to me? 
Would you be able to communicate that to your kids or your, your parents? If someone sat down with you, I'm talking to everybody here. And if I said, what has God done in you, shown you this year, would you be able to answer that? Could you tell me? Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak. Have you heard God in 2021? 12 months is a long time. 12 months, 365 days is a long time. I know for so many of us, and I understand the thought, for so many of us, we'll go, man, you know what? It was December 1st, and now Christmas is over. It flew by. We say that every year. For so many of us, we'll go, man, I went from my 20s to my 30s to my 70s. Like a blink of an eye, life has already gone through. I just blinked, and it was over, right? We hear that constantly. And I understand the concept. So if you looked at me and go, hey, Hunter, 12 months is not a long time, but it really is. I want you to go through your phone today and I want you to find the pictures. You know how you can go on your phone and use just like a picture album, right? You can just find pictures. I want you to find the first picture you took in January and I just want you to scroll through the year. Just scroll through the year and look how long 12 months is. A lot happens in 12 months. For me personally, I buried my mother. My last family member, no grandparents, no siblings, no parents. That was my last one. I buried her this year. We buried Wendy's last grandparent, her grandmother. 93 years old, buried her. Wendy's mother was diagnosed with cancer this year. That was a big deal to our family. We traveled some. We saw some really awesome things. We had some great family time. Wendy and I celebrated 15 years of marriage two years ago. In the midst of COVID and hard time finding a babysitter during all of that time, and Wendy's mother's cancer, we had to postpone celebrating it. So my wife and I were able to have a wonderful trip to celebrate what God has done in our marriage. It was great. I took both my boys on a mission trip together. That was great. I performed many funerals, many weddings, many baptisms. That was awesome. A lot happens in 12 months, folks. And you go, well, Hunter, I didn't baptize anybody. My mother didn't die. And you're not, your mother's not gonna die again next year, Hunter. So next year's gonna be very different. That's a very unique situation. No, 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 no. Look back at 2019. Look back at 2018. Look at back 2017. If you do this, if you look back about what God is doing in your life, high moments and low and all that's in between, I would venture to say, that every single person in this room goes through one sense of a significant moment in your life every year. So here's the question. Did you hear God in that? Did you hear God in 2021? Did I hear him in those moments? Did you grow in those moments? Because what I'm telling you and what James shows you is that God is speaking if you are a Christian in the moments of child delivery and job loss and moving and bearing mothers and you putting sin behind you, you growing, you serving, you teaching, you loving, and all that you do in 12 months, God is working. God is moving. He's speaking. He's correcting. He's building up. 
Did you notice it? Did you see it? Are we oblivious to it? It's a gift. How many years did you spend not hearing what God was doing? Look at James. Look at verses two through eight. He talks about these gifts in the midst of hardships. These are verses that you've read many times. I've read them to you, but we all need to hear them every single year. My brother, count it all, what? Joy. Joy, that's right, sweetheart, joy. Count it all joy. When? When you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So you know what that means? Count it joy. Why? Because God is doing something. That's what it means. It does not mean high five your brother when you file for bankruptcy. It means see, hear that God is moving. That's what it means. So in the midst of bearing mothers, in the midst of child labor, in the midst of bankruptcy, in the midst of job, whatever your circumstances is, God's working, God's moving, God's growing. And what does James says? That's good news. That's good news for you. Let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I love this verse. I love this verse. You know what he means there? He says, God is making you perfect. Do you know what that means about you now? It means you're not. And it means all the highs and all the lows, God is making you more like his son. If any of you lacks wisdom, ask of God who gives to all liberty and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, unstable in all of his ways. So James tells us, if you are a believer, if you believe in God's sovereignty and his power, and you are in love with his son, that God is growing us every day, every year, every hour, every minute. Did you see it this year? Did you see it this year? James says it's a gift. It is a gift to look at your life and see all of the things that you have experienced and you have gone through and you see God's hand on it, that is how you grow. And it's not just about maturity and wisdom and success, it's becoming more like Christ. All of us fall short of perfection. All of us need Jesus. All of us, eyes on the cross, But through sanctification, God is growing us closer to perfection. And that takes a lot of ditches and a lot of mountaintops. Do you see it in your life? Would you be able to have that conversation with anyone? And for so many of you go, hey, Hunter, I went through my phone and there wasn't a a Facebook post of my depression in March. (laughs) That, That didn't exist. I didn't selfie that moment but it was still there. And so for some of you, it wasn't, I had my third child or my 
daughter was saved or I got married or bought a new house. It wasn't that. It was I went through four months of severe anxiety. I went through months of depression. I ended a relationship or I just felt closer to Jesus. I put some things aside. You know how many people spoke to me this month during our Christmas service? God really blessed us this December in a lot of ways. You know how many people came to me and just said, hey, this Christmas was really different for me. I just kind of felt like our heart was stronger to the Lord. Like we celebrated Christmas. That was the theme of our messages. Do you know how many people had those conversations? There's no photo for that, right? But do you understand that that's God growing you to be what? More like Jesus. Do you see it? Do you understand it? Do you hear it? You know, as a pastor, I spend a lot of time with people in counsel. Um, a lot of people come and they go, hey, Hunter, I'm struggling in my marriage. I'm struggling with my mind. I'm sinning in ways. I have issues in my life or I just need help, right? I need, I need help with these, these, these demons that I'm battling, right? And that's really overwhelming at times because here's the truth. Uh, bear a bad news. I don't always have a good answer. So there's been times in my life where I've really helped some people. And there's been a lot of times that I've probably wasted their time. And it's overwhelming at times. You know, let's say someone like Wendy Jones calls me up and says, I'm struggling with filling the blank. Will you meet with me? And I sit there and go, okay, Wendy wants to talk and I need to hear her, but I need to have something for her. And guys, just the reality is I don't always have something for somebody. But there's something that I have found that no matter if it is death or if it is life, no matter if it is money or marriage, no matter if it's depression or you won the lottery, one thing that I have found in counsel and direction and guidance, shepherding, that helps everyone is one question, and that is this, what is God doing in the midst of this? And if you come to me tomorrow, it will be the first question I ask you. Hunter, I'm dying. Hunter, I just had a child. What is God showing you in this? What is God saying to you in this? How is God making you more like his son in this? Because hear me, if you and I live a life coming to church, giving money, serving, dropping a tin in the plate, living life in family, in love, in kids, in work, and our ears are not open to what Jesus is doing through his spirit, we are gonna waste our lifetime here. What has God done in your life in 2021? What is God showing you? How is he making you more like his son? Isaiah 18, I love this verse. God is the potter, we are the what? Clay. Each day, each hour, God is working in your life. And so what James says, he says, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak. Like, have you ever prayed with no words? You ever done that? There's been some dark moments in my life where I hit my office floor with all the lights off, the family was in bed, and my face hit the ground with tears in my eyes, and I had nothing. You ever been there? 
I had no pleads. I had no thoughts. I wasn't, God, thank you for my girls and my boys and my wife. None of that stuff. It was, God, I got nothing. Show me. Speak to me. And what I saw in my life later on, I didn't realize any of this until later on. And what I saw is, that's probably when I grew the most. When I was quiet, when my ears and my heart were open, I just wanted to see, like, what do you think? This looks really bad to me, but what do you think God is doing in my life in this? Think about it. This isn't fun. I'm not enjoying this. I want this to change. But for some reason, God sees that in my imperfections, I need this. Why? What does Hunter Jones need in the midst of this to actually be for my good and his glory? Do you ask yourself those questions? Do you think about that? You know, even though I I joke and I say we're cutting halves today, everyone's tired and hopped up on candy, barely paying attention. The reality is even cut in half. Do you know how many stories we have in this room this morning? You know how much baggage we got in here right now? This is a revival worth. What's God doing in this room this morning? You know how many marriages are struggling? You know how much stress and anxiety and depression? You know how much lostness? You know how much sin? You know how much addiction we got this morning? What's God doing in this? What's he doing in your life? Do you see it? Do you hear it? Do you see how he's growing you? James says, open your ears, close your mouth, see what God is doing in your life. He has his hand in all parts, growing and molding, correcting and building. Do you see it in the last 12 months? It's a gift. It is a gift. It is a gift to hear and concentrate on God's word and see how you're becoming more perfect. Look at verses 16 through 18. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Now remember what those gifts are. He's not talking about money or lottery. He's even talking about trials. How often do we call those gifts? He says, all mountaintops and all trenches, they're gifts. You know, there's been some times in my life where I needed trenches. I thank God for trenches. You ever seen his goodness in the mud? Any of you in here mud now? God, get me out of this. And you know what he's saying to you? You need the mud to get you from here to here is going to be difficult. But man, amen to his son. Amen to perfection. He says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And it comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Man, it's a good word. It's a good word. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of the truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creations, his creatures. 
That means God loves Brent Dillahunty, Hunter Jones, Corin Tippett, Brad Douglas so much that he will take you through the mud, whatever it takes to get you to be more like Jesus. Like, do you see it? Can you count it all joy? Now look back on 2021. Now look back on it. Did God grow you? Do you see it? Did you hear him? You know, I've noticed when I ask people, a lot of you guys get annoyed. <laughs> I usually ask the same people, I'm like, hey, what's making sense to you right now? And they're like, oh gosh, I'm like that uncle at Christmas nobody wants to talk to. What's making sense to you right now? And like, I don't know, Hunter, it's Sunday morning at nine. I barely got here. I don't know what's making sense to me. But every once in a while, I'll get some answers out of you. And oftentimes I've noticed whenever I say, like, how are you growing? What's making sense? Most people speak of their own thoughts. And I understand that. It has very little to do with God. And I know that because the word God or scripture or his spirit is very rarely spoken. So I think at times, even though we are busy and even though we are spread thin and even though we are hanging on for dear life at times, most of us can look in a mirror and self-analyze. Most of us can self-diagnose, but how often do we listen to God and apply? I don't care what you think you're growing in. I don't care what makes sense to you. Do you hear God? Are you linked with his spirit? Does his word jump to you? Remember, literal and living, does the living word of God move you? And do you see it? Can you hear it? And do you act on it? Can you tell me how God grew you this year? And if you can hear him, if you did see him, did you act on it? I would say the majority are so busy speaking that we don't hear. But for those who hear, did you act? Are you going into 2022 with the same sin? As I said, guys, don't overlook just the reality. You know how much times I hear here at Eastview, like everybody kind of seems like they got it together. And you know what I say? Are you kidding me? Like you don't got enough time even to get through my problems, let alone everybody else. And then I share all of your problems with them <laughs> to make them feel better. And I even amp it up sometimes. Some of us will go into January 1st, 2022, still with the same demons that we left this year with. Same demons. Do you act in what God has placed on your heart? Do you hear messages that you know? You know how many people say, Hunter, I felt like you were talking to me. And I always tell those people, if you feel like I'm talking to you, guess what? I am. I'm talking right at you. And if this message is for you, guess what? It's for you. God, through his word, uses man to speak to people. Are you putting your sins at the cross? Are you moving from your addictions, from your lies, from your lust, from your brokenness? Are you leaving those things? Are you being faithful to the phenomenally encouraging things God's word has called you to? Has God put anything in your heart this year that he wants you to move in faith in? 
Has he called you to be doers and not just hearers? Look at James 1. Look at 21. So, so many of us, as we misquote James, we hear this and go, okay, this means I need to give more, serve more, be in church more, I need to be kinder, and maybe that's true in your life, but that's not really what James is talking about. He's talking about you being faithful when you hear God. It says, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Did you hear it? The implanted word, did you hear it? Did you see it? Do you recognize it? Verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his own natural face in the mirror, reflecting, right? For he observes himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, it is not forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. 2021, going into 2022, this beautiful little space in between, have you heard God? And if you have, have you acted on it? We are all sinners But as a believer, God shows us our sin. Do you see it and have you repented of it? God, forgive me of this sin. Take this from me. Here, now I run to you. So much like debt, so much sin will be taken into 2022. So much sin will be taken into 2022. And then secondly... Are you faithful with what God has called you to do in your walk? Have you been faithful? What has God put on your heart? We're about to go into our Lord's Supper in repentance and celebration. I beg of you as we read the Lord's Supper and partake in the juice and the bread, the blood and the body, as we celebrate forgiveness, but we repent of sins, What sins has God shown you and told you to lay at the feet of the cross, repent, and run towards forgiveness? What sins in your life? Look back, reflect, close mouths, listen to God. For so many of you, you haven't done that yet. It's hard to act when we haven't heard, right? And so I want you to see the words before we pray, okay? Look at 1 Corinthians. We're closing here, but I want you to see him. Go to 1 Corinthians 11. First Corinthians 11, verse 23. I want you to see this. This is another example of God's word bringing us back to reflection because reflection leads to worship. Reflection leads to repentance. Reflection leads to perfection and freedom. It says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus Christ on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take and eat This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance, reflection of me. 
As we pray here, I'm going to pray over you, but I'm going to have a second of silence. I beg of you, I plead of you, pray for the forgiveness of your sins. And if you say, hey, Hunter, I don't know what those are right now. I'm not struggling with addiction. My marriage is pretty strong. I got more money than I started with. I'm doing well. We are all sinners who fall short of the power and the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. And that is why we celebrate because he still chooses to forgive us. And if you are that individual, I pray that you stay quiet and you just pray, God, show me my sin. We are all sinners. Show me my sin. Speak to me and let me hear. Let's bow our heads. God, we thank you for your silence, our silence. And the love and the grace and the mercy for you to step in that silence with word. Our life and our atmosphere and climate, our culture is so loud that it makes it hard to hear. Our sin makes it hard to hear. Lord, I pray that we are followers of faith. That we come to you pleading and celebrating for your grace and mercy and love as we abandon our sins, because we know you have something better. Lord, I'm at the front of the line with baggage. Me, my wife, my, my kids in a church, and I pray for this church, for all those that are in it, that you show us our sin. You show us our struggle. We know that not all sin is obvious. Some of it is just pride in our heart that's killing us. It's selfishness, it's vulgar, it's lust. For some of it, it's not obvious legal issues or destruction and divorce. Sometimes it is just what's planted in our heart, but we know that your son is greater. And we know that you are gonna take us through trenches and you're gonna take us through the clouds to be more like your son. I pray that in this coming year, starting this morning, that we are quiet enough reflective enough, aware enough to where we see our sin and that we repent in faith and run after the only thing that is greater and that is your son. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for your word, the church, the people of God's church and the blood that forgives in your precious name, amen.